This is the Empowered Spirituality Podcast, the podcast about inclusive spirituality. Empowered Spirituality is all about connecting and aligning to your own higher self. All religions, spiritual practices and beliefs, sexual orientations, gender identities and expressions are welcomed and celebrated here. I am your host, Samantha Nagel, owner of and coach at Empowered Spirituality, LLC. Every Wednesday, I will share a guided meditation practice, and every Thursday, I will share inspirational teachings or interviews with people with different spiritual practices, beliefs, and opinions. Come every week with an open mind, taking what you like and leaving the rest. Welcome to Empowered Spirituality. As I began the journey of shifting my career to a job that aligned with my values and beliefs, having an education in health coaching has been transformational. Through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, you can become a certified health coach to empower your relationship with food, health, and wellness, live your dreams, earn while you learn, and embark on a new path. Join the global community of like-minded change agents who are here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to create the life you've always dreamed of by clicking the link in the show notes. And by doing so, you'll receive $2,000 off tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off tuition if you choose the payment plan option. Or you can mention my name, Samantha Nagel, spelled N-A-G-E-L. Discover how to take a holistic and nourishing approach to health and wellness today. Hello and welcome to Empowered Spirituality. My name is Samantha Nagel. This week I had the pleasure of talking to Taryn Bloomfield. Taryn is a lover of all things yoga, Ayurveda, and wellness. She loves new experiences and being in nature. She's here to empower individuals to kick the diet culture and find healthy ways to build a sustainable, healthy life. She is passionate about wellness and loving your body in a different way than you've been told your whole life. On her journey, she's touched on all areas of wellness and really believes that it isn't just about the physical, but also emotional and spiritual wellness as well. Taryn works with her mom at My Wellness Pathways to offer online yoga that can be good for anyone and offers times for every schedule. She also has her bachelor's in exercise physiology and a minor in nutrition. She's currently in a program for Ayurvedic health counseling. If you're interested in learning more about Taryn and the work that she does, visit my underscore wellness pathways on Instagram or go to mywellnesspathways.com to work with her and to learn more about her. In this wonderful and amazing episode, we talked about Ayurveda, natural wellness, yoga, spirituality, and so much more. Taryn is amazing. What we didn't mention in our interview is that we actually went to high school and middle school together, but this was our first time having a really in-depth conversation, and it was so magical and so wonderful to learn more about Taryn. 
I think you're going to love learning about Tarrant just as much as I did. She's a beautiful, bright soul, and anyone who gets an opportunity to work with her is blessed. All right, buckle in for an amazing episode. I hope you enjoy. All right. Hi, Taryn. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited. Um, so for our guests at home, I just want you to introduce yourself and introduce yourself, not just in the context of what you do, but just really who you are as a person. Okay, so I, wow. <laughs> so my name is Taryn. I am 24 years old. I'm going to be 25 in October. Um, I love health and wellness and all natural medicine type of things. Um, I just graduated with my bachelor's in exercise physiology with a minor in nutrition. So I love the human body and how it works and just how amazing it is. You know, it fuels us through this life. And so I really like that. I, um, I'm married. And so we like to go on adventures and be spontaneous and just be out in nature. And it's really fun. We moved to Idaho and we've been here for a year. And although the winters are very harsh, it is really fun in the summer and so beautiful and green, which I'm not used to coming from New Mexico. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to hear you and just hear all about all the things you're interested in. Um, I'm really interested in what you mean by natural medicine. Okay, so like, have you ever heard of more like holistic medicine? Um, yeah. So I like the more natural side of things. Um, so like herbal medicine, or I don't know if you've ever heard of like naturopaths or like Ayurveda healing, that's more of a natural type of medicine. And so they um, focus more on like what you're eating, like the herbs, herbs to take to help balance your body instead of like if you go into a doctor now, um, Western medicine is amazing. And I don't want to knock it. I just think there's a place for everything. And it's so beautiful yeah. if we could integrate it. Um, but if you go into a doctor now, depending on your doctor, they may just be like, oh, well, have you tried this pill? And so what the pill is, like medicine is amazing. And the science behind it is amazing. But it could be just a Band-Aid. It's not, it, it takes your pain away, but it's not getting to the root cause. Whereas in natural medicine, they look at everything. It's not just okay, so if like, for example, if you had like gastric problems, they would send you to that person as a specialist for a doctor, and they would just look at that system and say, okay, that is in natural medicine. They'll say, okay, well, what is your life been like? Do you, are your relationships good? Are you happy? Like, how's your job? Like they ask if everything could be contributed to like, um, have, like, have you ever had, I went and I got actually, uh, an Ayurvedic, like consultation just to see what it was like since I'm going to school for that. And they asked me if I had ever had my heart broken, like on the first page, they asked me about my relationships. They were like, mm. how's your relationship with your parents? Like, are you in love with your husband? Like, and so that was like the first questions that they asked. And then they asked, you know, what are you eating? How are you eating? Like, what's your lifestyle like? Instead of just saying, oh, that's what this is. And we're just going to get a pill because they want to actually get to the root of the problem and fix that so that we can all be healthy and live a healthy life. 
Mm, that's beautiful. And I really, that seems very empowering as a client or person to have someone ask you these questions about your life. So that does, yeah, it just feels very empowering to know that all of you is welcome in that, in that visitation. Yes. I will say that, um, like, you know, I don't discredit doctors, but they're only with you for 15 minutes and they don't ask you, like, I mean, you, they look at your paper of like your health history, but they don't like, how are you doing today? Like, and look into like those deeper things, like this consultation that I had was like an hour and a half. And if you ever go to like a naturopath or anything, the first consultation is probably going to be about two hours because they really dive into everything. (laughs) Wow. That sounds really wonderful. Yeah. You mentioned Ayurvedic healing a couple of times. Um, What is that exactly? So Ayurveda is actually, I love it. It's so cool. Um, It's an ancient form of medicine. So it's over 5,000 years old and it originates in India. It's that, that ancient form of healing. And so Ayurveda is like life, life health, life science. I can't, it just, got stumped I know the translation for it in Sanskrit but I just like got stumped okay (laughs) so it's like life healing um oh it's the science of life that's what Ayurveda is and so it's actually a sister science to yoga yoga is more of the spiritual awareness bringing your higher self to your lower self and Ayurveda is the physical of bringing your body into balance and it's really interesting because it is so ancient and people are like well where did Ayurveda actually come from and so you have these rishis and these sages who you know were spiritually enlightened and it it's actually from the divine like they talk about like the gods coming and teaching them about Ayurveda and the health and like I just get chills talking about it like it just like it's divine and you know and it's so interesting how like so I'm LDS which is Latter-day Saint more commonly known as Mormon and we have what we call the word of wisdom of like Mm -hmm. don't drink like you know different different things um, of like herbs are for your benefit like I've put herbs on this earth for your benefit and for your health and so like and it was so interesting to learn where Ayurveda came from. And I were like, I'm like, it's literally so similar. And it's like this teaching that I've known my whole life, but I look at it in a new aspect. And so I'm like, I just love it so much. And it's like divinely like given and it's been passed down from like Reishi to, you know, their, um, their prodigies or whatever you want to call them I can't think um those they like teach it that way and then they have like ancient texts where it comes from and so it's very ancient but it's so cool (laughs) yeah oh when you were describing it I felt chills too it just sounds so sacred and I I didn't know that about LDS or Mormonism that that is so ingrained that herbs are for your healing and herbs are divine basically Um, Yeah, that's just a part of it. I mean, there's more to it, like, you know, like no strong drink. And like in Ayurveda, Mm -hmm. when we consult with people, it's like, okay, well, how are you like, are you drinking a lot of alcohol? Are you drinking a lot of caffeine and these like stimulating things, which is okay. It's just whatever you believe, you know, but you know, obviously, they do have some detriment to your health if you do it a lot, you know. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I know. I think 
that's a whole other conversation we can go into, but alcohol and caffeine are pretty bad for you. Um, but I think we don't really learn a lot about that either in school or just in life. Um, Cause we celebrate with alcohol, we numb with alcohol, we relax with alcohol, we connect with alcohol. It's just really ingrained in our society to use alcohol. Yeah, and food, man. Like when was yes. the last time you got together with your family and didn't eat? That's so true. Yeah. Yes. And it's the same thing. You can use it to cook. You can use it to celebrate. It's kind of ingrained in all the things. Yeah. And Ayurveda actually uses food as medicine, which is so cool about it because, and it's because people don't think of food as medicine. Like, I think one of the questions you had on there is about diet culture. Yes. Yes. And like some people just, um, you know, they feel like at least with this diet culture, um, I don't know. Do you want to ask that question? Or do you just want me to go into it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, um, I took my nutrition classes and it was hounded into us, at least like the basic nutrition, like literally the only thing that we talked about was, um, the calorie deficit. Like you want to eat less than you output to lose weight and fat. But then you see all these things coming up like keto, which our body's main source of fuel is carbohydrates, right? Mm -hmm. That is literally one of the main things our brain works off of is like carbohydrates. And so what I say to diets is they can be really great for a short period of time. And the reason that they're really great for like, I wouldn't say more than 30 days, honestly, but the reason that they're great is because you can take a step back and you can say, oh my gosh, I don't even realize that I'm going and eating M&Ms or whatever, you know, at this time of day, because I feel this way. And it makes you evaluate yourself and what you're eating. So then you can like step back and say, okay, well, then I'm going to add this. And then so like in Ayurveda, what's really awesome is we use, we have all these healing spices and these foods that can heal you. And we talk about how every person is individual. No person is the same. And that's true just in life. Like I am not the same as you and there will never be another me on this planet. And the way that the elements come together in my body, it's not the same. And so what I may eat may not be healthy for somebody else. So like, um, I am in an imbalance right now. We call it like a kapha imbalance in Ayurveda, which is kapha is the earth and water element, which is the building blocks. And Mm. so a kapha, whenever you're kind of in a kapha imbalance, you're kind of sluggish, like, and there's things that you don't want to eat whenever you're like in that imbalance, but there's things that actually help you get out of that imbalance and get me back to my doshic balance, which is really interesting. And like, For me, I don't need a ton of protein or like things that my husband needs. He's a very like tall, skinny guy and he needs meat more than I do. And that's just how it is. And so like when I cook, I may cook if I'm not feeling like eating meat that day, which most of the time I don't, I'll cook him a side of meat. And so that like if he wants to put it on top of our like bowl or whatever that I made, then he can do that. But I don't have to like mix it in with all my food and then pick it out, you know. Yeah. So from what I have read, there are three doshas. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so and, yeah, go ahead. Oh, did you want me to go into it? What they are? Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you have three doshas. Um, and this is just um, 
I was trying, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I I need to try and learn how to explain this to people because the more that I've known, I'm like, there's so much more to it. And I'm like, Mm, so I'm like having to come back to where I, when I didn't have knowledge and I understood it that way. Um, so like your Vata, if you think of a Vata person, um, the elements that govern the Vata body are air and ether which is air and space. And so if you think about like a Vata personality, like air and space, like, you know, and, but these people can be very like, when they're in balance, they can be very happy and jovial and like creative. This is like the movement, this governs the movement in the body. And so these people are like always going, having ideas, like, you know, those are the Vata type of people. And then you have like your Pitta, Pitta, dosha which is um fire and water and so though that's the hot this is the transformative part of your body and so each of your like in your system you have these going all the time but some people will just have one governing dosha and another Mm. so like a pitta person um is very hot and like fiery and you know, their complexion is usually light and they have red hair. Like, I I don't know if you can see on my arms, like I have like freckles, like, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like that's like a Pitta thing is like the freckles. And these people are like the driven ones who are like, they're really good leaders. They're the, um, you know, (laughs) they're the entrepreneurs, like the transformation type of things. These people are very like, you know, type A almost. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes. And then you have the kapha, which is the earth and water. And those are the like the building blocks in the body. So um, you sorry. So these people are like really they're, they're like the nurturers. They're the loving, kind people who like and you can tell these people like um, they tend to hold on to more weight. Not that they're fat mm. or obese. They can tend to kind of go towards that if they're not in balance but they have more um, apt to build more muscle I guess would be like if they're working out these are the people Mm. that can really pack on weight and like not that they're fat but like they can just really pack on weight and they have really good endurance Um, these people age really nicely like because of that earth and water like they're the ones that look super young whenever they're old (laughs) And so like, like I said, we have all of these elements going at all the time and right, but each person will tend to one dosha or the other. And so like for me, for instance, I'm a dual doshic person, which means I have two doshas that are governing and mine is like a pitta kapha. And I have mm. like just enough vata in my system to like keep my things moving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but everybody's different. Some people maybe try doshic, which is really rare or just have one dosha that is more governing than the rest. And so what health in Ayurveda is, is it's bringing those elements in our body back in to balance. And so we balance the doshas, we're balanced. Wow, that is really cool. So just to make sure I understand, we have maybe like one or two main ones, but we have all three in us and they all need to be in their own unique form of balance. Is that right? Yes. So like whenever you're born, we call this your prakriti and that's what you get from your mother and your father and you're born 
like at conception, whatever, you know, we say whatever's high in them will probably be what the baby is. Um, or they may have their own dosha. It just, you know, depends. That's usually how it goes. And then that's what you are and at birth. And then throughout our life, by what we eat or by what we consume, we start to become out of balance, which is vikriti, which is our current state. And if our prakriti and our vikriti aren't the same, then we're out of balance. But when we can bring those to be the same, then we're in balance. Wow, that is really cool. It almost, um, in a way, reminds me of archetypes, too, that we usually lean towards one or two, but we're all of the archetypes all at once. Mm-hmm. that's really cool and interesting that you get or your parents doshas influence yours I didn't know that yes and in Ayurveda it's they don't just influence in the formation it influences it like at conception so like if for instance if I had a kapha imbalance like there could be a chance that my baby would have a kapha type of a dosha oh wow that is really interesting and so how do you figure out your dosha? So there's a lot, like you can go online and take, um, take quizzes. Uh, the one that I like to use is Banyan Botanicals, B-A-N-Y-A-N Botanicals. And so you can go and you can take their dosha quiz and then they have like different herbs and stuff on there. I like to get my herbs from them. They're very Ayurvedic place to get the herbs. It's a really good place to go. Um, and what I like about them is you don't just take it once. You can go back every 30 days and take it and see where your balance is. Like, have you brought yourself back into balance? Oh, thank you. Um, I wrote that down. I'll put a link in the episode notes. And they even um, they even will like say, okay, this is where your imbalance is. This is like the type of yoga that you could do to bring it back into balance. This is the type of or if you're interested in like getting an Ayurvedic consultation, you can see a health counselor or um, practitioner and they usually will have like a pre thing, like, like at a doctor's office that you fill out and they'll ask some of those questions and then they can give you, you know, your, your prakriti and your vikriti and they talk about your dosha and what to do. And then you're working with that person. So correct me if I'm wrong, you are training to be an Ayurvedic counselor, is that right? Yes, a health counselor. So health counselor. a health counselor, it's a little bit different than a practitioner. So like we deal with like more preventative measures of, okay, we see your body's in this stage. So let's kind of balance it. And then the practitioner, which would just be a little bit more education for me with is can deal more with actual stages of disease um so and they're all nationally certified I should just say right now like they're all nationally certified we have to pass like once I get done with this course I'm in I have to pass pass a national board um to be able to practice so there is like a test I do have to take (laughs) to be certified right not just anyone can do it yeah right and so you do wellness counseling currently, is that true? Yes, I do. Okay. What does that look like? So I, I like to, you know, same thing. I like to evaluate what people are doing in their life. And for me, I know a lot of people maybe want to lose weight or just get healthier. And without the proper guidance, they may go to extremes and not be able to sustain that for a long period, right? If you've ever known anybody that's on a diet, they're like, 
I'm not going to eat any sugar. And then, <laughs> right. You know how that's like all you want is sugar. But I, what I do is I like to work with people and start trying to help them make sustainable changes in their life. Like, okay, you don't have to go throw out everything right now. Like just kind of eat it in moderation till it's gone. And then now, you know, not to go and buy it at the store next time. And let's kind of work on like, where you're willing to work and change so that, you know, it's not a short-term thing, that it's a lifelong lasting change that you can create in yourself. And so just working on that. Oh, that's wonderful. And so we've mentioned diets a lot. Um, If you had any advice for someone that was maybe wanting to lose weight or just change how they were eating, I guess what would be your initial advice? So if you, I don't like the trend diet, um, if you decide that you want to do one, I would say not to do it for more than 30 days <laughs> and also like give yourself a lot of grace because sometimes you're in this, you know, and you're changing and you're working out. And so your body wants more carbohydrates, but you're not feeding mm. it. Um, so, so you go buy a Snickers and then you're like really, like mean to yourself psychologically and mm-hmm. I almost think that psychologically it's worse what you're doing to your body than the candy bar ever did to you mm-hmm. so just give yourself yeah. a lot of grace and also just start out little if it's just doing something that you enjoy every day going for a walk like do that so it can be sustainable because um, I actually have a funny story I was trying to lose weight like a few years ago before I even started on this journey. Yeah. And I noticed I was in a yoga class and like, you know, at the end you're like laying there, whatever my, my shirt had like come up a little bit and I made skin contact with my hand to my stomach. And I just like something about that contact. I was like, wow, I'm really mean to my body. Like I need to be a lot nicer. And so I just started trying to practice that every day. And even now, I've done a lot of work. I still struggle with it, right? Yeah. It's an everyday thing. But I noticed how when I would just like lay there and send love to my body, or if I was like being mad at myself for eating a candy bar, if I stopped and like kind of reversed on that, like I yeah. actually started losing weight instead of holding on to everything. And so like, there's a psychological factor in that. So just be kind to yourself and just give yourself grace and do what you can. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I got chills when you said that you touched your body and realized that you were so mean to it. Yeah. Mm. And it's something that I like try and practice whenever I teach yoga is, you know, just take a second, like touch your arm, touch your heart, like something and just like give your body grace. Like it literally does so much for you every single day and I kind of tell them like when I uh, taught at the university I would say you know like if you had a best friend and you were like oh my gosh I can't believe she did this and oh I hate her so much and then your best friend heard about that like do you think that they would want to serve you and like (laughs) I kind of view our body like that like our bodies are our best friend and our best asset in this life right because if we didn't have a body we wouldn't be able to experience you know yeah the things that we can experience and so it's our best asset to be able to achieve our goals and if we're like trashing it do you really think it's going to want to serve you like yes (laughs) that is wonderful and I think the diet culture really contributes to shame of 
you know, whenever you do want to have a treat or um, really leads to body shame of weight and it's so weight centered where it sounds like Ayurveda and more holistic health just views you as a whole person. Yes, for sure. That's wonderful. And you said you teach yoga classes. Do you still teach yoga classes? Yes. So we do it online. Um, we like to have the kind of remote because, you know, if a, a mom wants to join in, she can join in. She can mute yeah. her speaker and be there, have her kids crawling all over her, whatever, you know, See, still be able to. And I noticed, too, like I did in one of my classes before I graduated, it, we were talking about like it was health and diseases that you can have and working out. And so me and my partner, we chose like anxiety and depression. And Ooh. so I, um, we decided to use yoga to help anxiety and depression um, with our program that we were doing. And I actually have a book. It's, it's yoga as medicine. I don't know. Okay. Maybe you want to link that one too. I, I'll grab it and just show you. It's right here. Um, it's yoga as medicine, the yogic prescription for health and healing. Um, it's a yoga journal book by Timothy McCall. So, um, and there's so many different things like arthritis and different things in here while anxiety and depression were one of them. And we just, um, it was just, the thought came to me was a lot of times, at least for me, you know, you don't want to go to the gym and be looked at by people in those situations, even though you know you want to go work out. Yeah. Um, you know that increasing those endorphins um, is good for you in those situations, but it's really, it's a hard thing to do whenever you have anxiety yeah. or depression. And so what's really nice about having it online like this is you can do it from the comfort of your own home. You don't even have to turn on the camera. Yeah. Uh, and you are able to still partake of the yoga in, a, in an environment that you're happy in. And so I really like that about having it online and also just with COVID and everything, it's a lot easier. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. And like we just, we wanted to create something kind of remote too, because I don't have a place to have yoga right now where I'm at. Um, right. You know, and you, you can't anyway, but... <laughs> right and what's so lovely is me I'm in New Mexico I can join your yoga class and you're in Idaho you can connect with people that you never would have connected with yes that's also a big bonus yes oh so you mentioned that you did yoga with your partner I'm curious if this um, holistic healing work that you've done in your own life has had positive benefits to your relationship as well so it was my partner for my like for class. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I try and I get my husband to do yoga. And every time after he does it, he's always like, oh, that was so great. That was like everything I needed. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, okay. So we need to do it more. And so like he, he want he does it and he loves it. But anyway, can you say the, the last part of that question again? Oh, sorry, I misunderstood, but I just asked if this had any uh, positive benefits to your, any of your relationships, really. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think whenever there's something powerful about when we step back and we start working on ourselves, um, 
right? We can say, oh, there's so many different things wrong in this world. And mm. oh, that makes me so angry. But when we step back and we start working on ourselves and just really getting to know ourselves and saying, oh, this is what I really like, or um, this is what I'm really interested in. This is what fuels me up. And this is what lights me up. And this is what I'm okay with. And this is what I'm not okay with. And it really helps the way in which you set your boundaries and the way that you communicate with others. Like I was talking to my mom, there was, um, I was talking to my mom and I, I call her a lot, right. She's my business partner. And you know, a lot of this started, we just would, I would just call her and be like, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? But, um, just like I was telling her, me and my husband were like kind of arguing one day and I kind of like, I snapped at him, which is a normal human thing to do. Like I snapped at him and I was mad at him and I was yelling at him and I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, like what? And then he was getting mad because I was snapping at him. Yeah. And I was like, whoa. So I like paused and I took a step back and I was like, you know, honey, I like, I'm sorry. Like I didn't mean to snap at you. I did it because, you know, I'm tired or like, you know, whatever the reason was. And I was like, and I know that your reaction is based on what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And is there like another way that we can like communicate when we're angry instead of yelling at each other? And she was like, I was telling my mom this and she's like, you sound like a freaking counselor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it works. And I've noticed just like in the last few months, just a change in the way in which we communicate when we're mad. Mm, Yeah. Like I'm like, like he, he'll get like maybe a little bit irritated at me when I'm like trying to help him to do something. and, And I'll be like, you know, I'm, I know that's not like, I know you're mad, but I know you're not mad at me. I'm like, wow. I, know, I know you're not mad at me. So is there something that like, we need to like deep dive into here? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. It's so it's just in the way that we communicate. And I guess I'm a little bit more open and I'm like, I like to talk through my problems. So I'm not, you know, I don't need to, I, I just tell him, I'm like, this is what's wrong. I figured yes. it out. <laughs> I figured you out for you. <laughs> wow, that's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that story. Um, and to kind of go back to boundaries, I think we tend to think, especially when we are nurturers and caregivers and healers, that boundaries are mean or selfish. But actually, boundaries have improved your relationship and they they make you more aware of yourself and in turn your relationships improve usually yeah it it also came with a lot of yoga and meditation um but I think boundaries are good because like especially with like a clientele perspective Mm -hmm. like um right I give a lot of myself yeah right I will give you a hundred percent if you work with me and you want to change like what can we do to make you change? And are you willing to give a hundred percent? Because I will give you, I will match whatever you give me. And mm. if I'm giving you a hundred percent all the time and you're only giving me 40%, like then my effort and my energy becomes drained a lot faster. Mm. And it's yeah. hard, like, right. I'm trying to make a living doing this. I can't just be walking around with my energy, like on the floor all the time, because if I'm giving you a hundred percent and you're only giving me 20 but this other person is willing to give me a hundred percent, then yeah. where, where's my energy going to be better? Like I will match you for whatever you want yeah. and you put out. 
Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I think when we're in counseling or healing or any kind of service to others where we're being really vulnerable and they're being vulnerable with us, having that boundary or almost energetic boundaries where you're not giving yourself too much to them or thinking about them when they're gone, that's a big thing I do. Um, yeah. How do you take care of yourself as someone in that profession? So like you talked about energy and like setting up energy boundaries, right? And whenever you open up those boundaries too with energy, energy is such a cool thing to talk about. And we could probably talk for 60 minutes on just energy and like energy healing and emotional healing with yeah. that energy has also been a large part of my journey too. And learning that, but like whenever I open up those barriers to give you my energy, right? Like I'm almost putting myself at risk for whatever's going to come back at me. Mm, and then I'm yeah. going to like, you know, attach to me and start draining my energy. And so I think a lot of it too is um, first learning like what I'm willing to, you know, put up with. There's things like as a person, right? Like what am I willing to put up with and work through with somebody? And what am I like, not like those are boundaries. And then I think too is also just doing things that refuel me mm. and then learning how to protect my energy from like energy vampires, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so just those are some of like, I like to do yoga. I, I like to read. Um, mm. I like to read about, you know, Ayurveda. I read spiritual things. Another big thing with me is I think that if you're reading, you're learning no matter what you're reading. And so like I tell my anybody, I talk to my mom a lot, but I tell just pretty much anybody, like if you're reading something, you're learning, whether that's something educational, great. If you can yeah. read that or even, even if you're listening to an audiobook, like that counts. Um, and if yes. you decide you want to change to like fiction, like go freaking read a fiction book because that's so important to the way in which you create, right? If you can get your imagination going, yeah, aids you in creating whatever you need to create, right? Oh, beautiful. And you really can't create when you have that drained energy or when you don't have those boundaries. Yes, for sure. Yeah. You talk about your mom a lot, and I know your mom is your business partner. I would love to hear the story of how you both decided to do this together. So our journeys are very similar, mostly because she just did it all before I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually started out, she was like fifth, around 50, and she just felt like her energy had just gone way down, obviously she could tell it better than me. I'm just hearing from like what I've heard from her. And so she just started with um, the health and wellness company that we are partnered with. Like, so we're independent from, I don't know if you know about network marketing and how all that works. So we just get our products from them. And if anybody wants okay. you know, to have some of those products, they can get them through us. But she just started using those products and she got her energy back and then started feeling better. And the products are very great and like so clean. And so she started feeling how it changed her body. And then she kind of went on this yoga journey and becoming a yoga teacher. And then um, 
getting that spiritual, you know, mm. that spiritual um, fuel. And then it kind of took us into like emotional, like an energy stuff and how that all contributes. And then, um, and then now Ayurveda. And so like, I was kind of just one step behind her the whole time. Like I, same thing, it all just started for us with our health and feeling good Mm -hmm. in our bodies, right? Like this is our vessel that holds our soul and our intelligence and our light and so we if we take care of that and it starts you know feeling better then we can feel more easily where we're out of line in other places Mm. like right okay well my body feels really good but hey my spirit and my soul don't feel so great so like let's do something there and that's just kind of yeah very interesting how it all has played out that's beautiful. I love that your mom has, she's not just your mother, she's your mentor almost. She's carving that spiritual and career and wellness path for you. Yeah, I joked with her. She goes, why, why did I go on this spiritual <laughs> journey whenever I was so like this, this journey when I was like so much later in life? And I was like, because of me. <laughs> because the universe knew that I needed to do something here and so you kind of guided me that way really really that is beautiful oh I'm really happy for you both too I think you're both so, so lucky. we talk a lot about it we'll just talk like yeah we'll just talk forever just about experiences and just different things that we're learning and what stood out to us and so it's so funny we're in the same class and so like we'll be like did you hear what they just said like we'll text each other and oh that's ah, I never thought of that like oh that's so cute um and what is it like to work with her in a business sense has there been any frictions or how do you work through any tensions no not really we're like still at the beginning stages of everything and like so right now I always hear in the business world just do it it's messy and it's like kind of messy right now but (laughs) you know so we're just like trying to work through that there hasn't really been I don't know I don't really have a lot I'm my personality type is I don't like friction and so I almost like try to avoid um confrontation which is not always the best (laughs) I think it's I think our relationship is good to the point where I think it just works like you know and we're both at different places and so we work differently so like the people that she works with would be different than the people that I work Mm. with right yeah my audience is not her audience. Her audience may be a little bit older, you know, because mm, that's the stage of life yeah. she's in. And so it's not like we're really, it's kind of like we're here through the same business, but we kind of had our own journey and our own realizations. And so it works. Yeah. And that's really cool because you can really authentically serve even more people because you do have that cool generational gap that you have. Yes, for sure. Really cool. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really exciting. Um, and then in the very beginning, you mentioned that yoga is the sister to Ayurveda and it's more the spiritual side. It's bringing your higher self to your lower self. And I would love to hear more about that. So 
what do you want to hear? <laughs> um, I guess, how did you get started with yoga? So I just wanted, for me, purely, I got started. I was at New Mexico State University and they had free yoga classes. And so I was like, I'm just going to go, you know, to the yoga classes. It's going to be great. And it that, like, I started going for the physical side of things. And then, like, I told yeah. you that one day, whenever I, like, had that experience, I, like, was like, wow, this is, like, so much more. And we always talk in Ayurveda, if you do one thing, like, the rest of it's going to follow. All of the benefits yeah. of yoga will follow. Like, if you come for the physical side of things and, and you practice it for long enough, eventually all of the rest of the benefits will come. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of saw how that was with myself. And then, so through yoga fit is who I got certified with. And I just got my one certification to be able to teach, um, to teach individuals because I was like, well, I'm kind of going to school right now and doing this and I don't really have a lot of time to get a job, but I can teach yoga. And so what's really cool about yoga fit is they offer scholarships And so financially, I wasn't in a great place to pay for it, but I was able to apply for the scholarship for Yoga Fit. Wow. Um, Then I actually got it paid for, which was awesome. And so then that all happened. And I was like, well, I might go back to get more of my training because you can go and get more training all the way up to becoming yoga Mm. therapist. Wow. Um, But I started on this journey. I told you I applied for dental hygiene school and I didn't get in. And I always, I always, um, no matter what you believe, if you believe in the universe, I use God. Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, like there's no coincidences. Like I was meant to go on a different path than that. Yeah. Um, And so I came up here and I was, I wanted to be a naturopath originally Mm. Um, and then just some different things of that kind of fell through and I was like okay well maybe I'll be like a physical therapist or an occupational therapist occupational therapists don't have to have as many prerequisites so I was like I'll do that and then I took a biomechanics class like a kinesiology class and it's like this tiny muscle connects here and what are the actions and like what are the nerves and I'm like this sucks (laughs) I hate this (laughs) I'm not gonna do that (laughs) And then so it kind of just led me into Ayurveda, which, you know, is more ancient and more like, it's a little bit different, but it's still holistic medicine. And so I was like, sweet. And so I started taking this certification program through Mount Madonna Institute. Um, They're based in California. Um, And what was really great about it, it was this year because of COVID, like they did all of their stuff online before I would have to travel I didn't and so like this year was the year to do it and so I did it and so we're we're on that journey oh wow thank you I love that you said that there's no such thing as coincidences I believe that too yeah I just I really believe that like all of us are here for a purpose like we have all been sent here with a purpose. Um, like there, there's, like you have a purpose in your life, no matter what happens. Like you may have to do a little bit of journeying and, you know, self-work to get there to find your purpose, but you have a purpose. And like, I always see like these doors opening and closing. And like, I always try to take the path of like least resistance because I feel like 
you know, God is guiding me to where I need to be and what I need to do here on this earth in my short amount of time I'm here to do whatever he needs me to do. So like, I have such a passion for this. Maybe that is so that I can help his children on this earth to be able to feel better and to like live in their bodies and have this amazing journey, you know, for themselves. (laughs) Wow. That's beautiful, Karen. Thank you. You mentioned that your LDS um, and that as you were kind of learning this stuff, you saw that it had overlap with how you grew up. Um, What has that been like to go on? Because spiritual journeys are so unique, but then when we're part of an organization, it's also, we're following, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, how was that to find your own spiritual, I guess? Oh, what's really interesting is like, I, I love my religion. I believe in it. Otherwise, you know, I'm an old enough adult now that I wouldn't have to do that. Like there was a point in my life where I was actually pretty, like a lot of these things happened when I was really young. And I always, I'm like, Mm. I needed to be exactly where I am. And I had to have those experiences young and have the mindset to learn from them to be able to, you know, get there. But there was a point where I was like, one day I'm not going to be in my house because I was raised in it. My dad is actually a convert to the religion, to the church. So, and my mom was not. um, And so, you know, I kind of had both sides of like, he did, he goes to church, like he's active, but like, I could see like his family and my mom's family. And and I noticed, you know, oh, there's good people everywhere, no matter what religion Mm. you are. But yeah. there's going to come a point where I'm not at home anymore and I'm going to have to make the decisions for myself. And it was good to like grow up in a place where it wasn't dominated by that one mm. religion. Um, yes. So I could kind of like choose and kind of go on this own path of myself, like, you know, not being judged for doing something against or whatever. Like I could yeah, kind of go on this own journey myself. And so just I, they, <laughs> um, in the Book of Mormon, at the very end, Moroni, Mormon sorry I my mind is so um (laughs) anyway at the very end they ask if you know ask for yourself if this is true right they say you know kneel down and ask right just ask like heavenly father talks to you so just kneel down and ask him if it's true and so I did that Mm -hmm. and so I I went on that journey and I for me it was true for me and so I followed in the the journey and all the ups and downs that came with that. But as I started in yoga, what's super interesting is like you have the doctrine of the church and then you have kind of like this culture, which is not the doctrine. And so some of like the Mm. negative things that people may hear about it may just be the culture and not the actual doctrine. So like, you know, they may say, oh, well, LDS people worship Joseph Smith. And we don't like, Mm. we don't, we credit him for restoring the gospel on this earth that, you know, was the same gospel that Christ practiced when he was, you know, Mm -hmm. on the earth. And so we credit him for that, but we don't worship him for that. And we're like, like read all of it. Like not once in any of like the book of Mormon, does it talk about, you know, Joseph Smith, it talks about, you know, it actually talks about the, we call them the Lamanites, which came over from Israel. And those are mm. the Native Americans. We believe that those are the Native Americans. They came and that's why they've been here for so long. And so that's what we believe. Um, yeah. 
But what I started to notice as I did this journey is the way that they talk about God in Eastern philosophy and just religion aside, the way that they talk about God in Eastern, like in Eastern religions and then the way they talk about it in Western Christianity Mm. and how different that is. And sometimes just outside of what I've noticed is outside, like most Christian religions, they see this God as like a dictator and Mm. he is like, you're going to go to hell and you're going to go to hell, but you can go to heaven. And that's just like, not it. Like if that were the case, like cry, like what's so awesome about this podcast is like Sunday's Easter. Like if that were the case, Christ wouldn't have come and died for us and like to Mm. be able to be better. And so like they see him as this dictator, but in Eastern religions, they see him as this like loving heavenly father who, Mm. you know, you can like they see him so differently and in such a more loving way I guess Mm. and so what was awesome is through this journey I was able to see that and it really just made me opened my eyes to the things that I had been missing and I'm like I understand Mm. I understand him in such a better way now like he's so loving like he's there of course like any parent right he's our heavenly parent just like any parent you know gets mad (laughs) like right and I also have noticed too is like um we sometimes put like in western like we put kind of barriers on who he can be Mm, like oh there's no there's no way that he could do that well you are literally like whether that is you believe God or in the universe or like whatever you believe yeah you put limits on that but the universe is like so expansive like and you're putting you're putting limits on somebody who created like literally the world and everything about yeah. you and you're putting limits on that like <laughs> I don't get it <laughs> yes yeah but that's well, my journey through it all <laughs> thank you for sharing that's beautiful I love to hear that you you did have that space to explore and that you ultimately came back to what you grew up in, but then you were able to supplement it with other practices that felt right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, so you mentioned that there are a lot of negative things that people might hear about LDS. Is there anything that you want to tell listeners about LDS that they might not know? Um, I can't really think of anything right now. Um, I, do you have any questions? (laughs) Because I don't know, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, I was just curious that you had mentioned that people have negative beliefs, but I really don't know much about it. Yeah. Um, there's really not, we have a lot of people who say, you know, like one is, oh, you worship Joseph Smith. That's not true. Um, that we're a cult and we're not Christians. Mm. <laughs> That's not true either. <laughs> I've had that. Or sometimes I've had some of like the stupidest little things. Like one time I was eating chocolate at school and they're like, you can't eat chocolate. What? I was like, <laughs> back off. Like <laughs> I can eat chocolate. Like, um, yeah, no, 
there's not really anything. I guess the one thing, like if you have any questions, I would say go to the actual source instead of just, you know, Mm -hmm. like our church has a website. If you have questions, go on there and search it up on the website. Like it's free, you know, instead of, you know, like if you have, like I always say, if you choose to be ignorant in the age of information, Mm. literally have safari in your pocket. Like I can't do anything about that. Like (laughs) that's on you. (laughs) That is so true. And I think not just with LDS, but with, all religions, all people, all groups, all cultures, um, you know, we can tend to be really judgmental and negative at times. Not we as in me and you, but we as a, a culture can be negative and judgmental. So I think that's a good point that you don't know everything and go to the source. Don't look up like LDS cult. <laughs> look up information that's factual and from the source that you should be getting it from exactly and just also like if you find yourself in this situation you know judging other people like maybe let's just take a step back for a second like yeah I'm sure that you would not want to be looked at in that light and there's you know things in your hidden closets you know that you don't want out in the open like that you that people would judge you on so like let's just like love people just a little bit more Mm -hmm. give them a little bit more grace like what I've noticed like learning from my journey is everybody's on their own journey yeah. and where I might say oh they're just not as spiritual as me or like whatever like I shouldn't do that because I haven't had their life I haven't had the experiences that they have yeah. and you know that's where they are on their journey like that's where they are and maybe they're not ready to hear what you have to say or you know agree with you and that's okay because they are on their own personal journey and like I I think I told you like I also think like we're all here to learn similar lessons whether and each person may have like something horrific happen and then the next person may not and like they're still gonna learn the same lesson like and you know we're all here to learn lessons and I always think okay this is really negative and this really sucks but what am I trying to learn from it right now like (laughs) What do I need to learn yeah. so I can get through this faster? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, thank you for bringing that point. I think in my in the beginning of my spiritual journey, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. But then I started doing the comparison of like, uh, I am just more spiritual than that person or putting a hierarchy on things. And there's just no hierarchy on spiritual journeys because we are on our own path. It's individual. But we're all here together to be in community, not to compare ourselves to each other. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like you said, like, you may understand something at a higher level. Yeah. And that's a thing, like, right? But that's your, where you're at. But maybe because of that, that's instead of being judgmental to somebody, maybe that's whenever we need to reach down yeah. and say, hey, like, you know, like, can I help you up? Like, <laughs> you know reading back and and using that that knowledge and that divine like inspiration to help other people who may not be there like where can we reach back and help other people like right we have been blessed with this knowledge so where do we need to share that blessing where can I be like you know I always say where can I be Heavenly Father's hands on this planet like where do I need to help and reach back and, you know, encourage or, you know. Mm, Thank you so much for saying that. 
Um, and I'm curious, I ask this to everyone. What would you tell your younger self, knowing all that you do now? Oh, as I, I've often thought, like, when I was younger, I felt out of place, like I never really fit in anywhere, but that was like, but not as like a bad thing. I'm like, I don't want to fit in here. I don't want to fit in here. But like, to to just own it and find that maybe a little bit sooner and like celebrate it, I guess. Hold on. I'm trying to like just celebrate that difference and don't care what other people say. You're going to always be too much for somebody or not enough for mm. somebody else. But like the people that need to be there will be there and like say what you want as long as it's nice. <laughs> say what you are feeling as yeah. long as it's nice. <laughs> um stop setting rules on your life and just enjoy it like you don't know how long you're going to be here for so like take it in stop and smell the roses smile at a stranger like mm. if you're having a bad day take a break you don't have to work out like have a bad day maybe yeah. don't talk to anybody that day because you might not say something nice but you know and then have a better day the next day like it's mm. don't stress so much about what if this happens or what if this happens or what is that person thinking of me normally mm. like, yeah I always think of you know we we all have to read Anne Frank right and she always said I believe that everybody has good in them like and most people aren't walking like the insecurities that you have in yourself and thinking oh they thought I was too much or they thought I was yeah that I looked ugly or like that those are your own insecurities being mean to yourself normally like at least for me I'm not like oh my gosh duh. I don't go and I talk about it like I honestly probably didn't even notice it right <laughs> so just be you and go for it like yes oh I love that that's something I've told myself too is this isn't as big of a deal as you think it is Sam <laughs> take a step back Take it a little less seriously and just go with the flow. And one thing too I've learned just is like we if we think that the world is falling around us and our plans are not working out, like you have no idea what's in store, it's probably be one thousand times better. And it's not the end of the world and everything will work out. It'll work out the way it's supposed to work out. So just breathe. <laughs> I love it. And then on the flip side. What do you hope to learn from your older self or future self? Oh, that's, I, everybody asks me, what's one person that you look up to? And they're like, Aww. really, really, um, like, bored. And I'm like, I look up to my future self. And they're like, like, nobody ever says that. And I'm like, I've, I've always just thought, like, where do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be? And so I just try and take those attributes from my older self so I think of like a lot like how can I walk into a room and just bring light and love and confidence and just like how can I hold myself that way in the world so that people you know who are struggling feel confident coming up to me and like like you know like I said coming up to me and telling me about their struggles so I can reach and help them through my experiences or you know um just being kind and present in life I guess with family oh Taryn that is beautiful I have never heard someone say 
that they look up to their highest or their uh, future self. That is beautiful. Thank you. Well, I, I always think like, you know, there's people everywhere that I want to be just a little bit like, but the only person I'm going to be like is me. So oh, let's, yes. let's think of how I want to be in the future. Oh my gosh. And that is such a hard lesson to learn. And you've learned it so young. That's so beautiful. I also get that a lot too, <laughs> where they're like, um, the, the age thing. And I think like, it's really hard, especially for like older generations to be like, wow, you really have a point because right in the world that they grew up in, like mm -hmm. now where they're at is whenever they have the seniority over, you know, I don't know, people's thoughts or like the way that they see things instead of saying like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that way. Thanks so much for teaching me that. I always get like the, I wish I could have been where you are. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I know, right? It's, okay. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. And there is no hierarchy, too, I think. We've mentioned this on the podcast, too, that children are just born with wisdom. Babies are born knowing with wisdom. And, you know, we're, we're wise at all ages, not if yeah not just when you're old not just when you're young I joke with my husband about like when we decide to have kids like like if you just look at a baby they know like it's weird <laughs> like I have a nephew I mean he's definitely one out of a few babies that but like I don't see this all the time but like he like he's old soul like he has an mm, old soul yeah. like you can see it in his eyes and before he can even talk like you're like he knows like he knows like I <laughs> Like, and so I always joke, like, whenever people are like, oh, it's a little baby. I'm like, they're probably like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop. But then they have, you know, their, like, physical urges of, you know, just being a kid. <laughs> like, oh. But another thing, like, just really quick, like, about that yeah. is um, back to, like, you know, in some of, like, the, like, the Bible, it talks about how, it talks about becoming like a little child. And I've talked a lot about this mm. sister-in-law and how, you know, children don't question, like they, mm. like they don't question things like, like adults do. Like adults are like, yeah. oh, I had this thought. Was it me? Was it this? Was it that? Like that couldn't have been me. Like, no. And kids are just like, like, obviously, you know, it just, this is just kids by themselves, but like, they don't question it. They're like, okay that's it and so like how can we become more like them and be like if you have the thought of to text your sister or your brother like you know how can we just be like okay like let's just do that yeah like and they're so wise and they're I feel like they're coming more wise and so like what are they going to teach us like be humble enough to be like learn from them I guess yeah that goes back to the there is no hierarchy we're all wise and we all teach and we all learn Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my last question to everyone is, you know, this is called empowered spirituality. So I'm curious what that means to you. So I, like I said, I think it's just about learning to, first of all, learn your own intuition, right? Because we all have that divine light in us that is attractive to truth and light and what we need. And so it's really important for us to learn that 
and to also like be open to going on different journeys and learning different things because there's truth in everything. And so mm-hmm. you're naturally attracted to that. So whenever you will find that, like, hold on to it. Like, you'll know if it's good or bad and just learning that and be willing to go on this journey and actually learn. Like, what do I need to learn? What did I learn? Like, you know, and yeah. don't be afraid of like stopping and being like, I, I need to be this way before I can start on that. Just just start mm. on your own journey. Like you, there's no perfect way to start. Mm, thank you. That's beautiful. Um, so before we end, is there anything that we missed? Anything uh, you wanted to add? There was one question, like you said, but I really liked it was about, you know, for people who want to go on their own journey, mm. kind of said it and like, it kind of throwed it in with my answer to the last question, but you know, you don't need to look a certain way. You don't need to be at a certain place. Like if you like just start on that journey. Right. And that's part of the reason why I started the business is if you want help and that support, like I will be there to help and support you. And I, I like when I talk about some of these struggles that people are having, I know that I'm not different and I've struggled with them too. And I struggle with them every day. Like, you know, like negative thoughts, like I'm not perfect, but I'm Mm. here and I've tried to learn from my lessons and like find somebody like that. If you need that help or just start on the journey, whether that's just going out and walking once a day or, you know, doing stuff that you enjoy, just, do it. Stop yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. And how can people find you and how can people work with you? Okay. So we're at my underscore wellness pathways on Instagram and just my wellness pathways on Facebook. And we chose that name because we know that everybody's pathway to health, just like we're all unique and individual means that not everybody's going to have the same path. And that is for us to find out together and how we can help you on your path. And so go check us out. Also, you can go to our website, which is mywellnesspathways.com. And you can, it's really easy. You can come to our yoga classes or you can email us. All of the good things. Awesome. Thank you, Taryn. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope people come visit your website and check you out because I think we can all tell that you're very wise, very soulful, soulful, very intuitive. Thank you. Well, thank you. Mm, What a wonderful episode. If you liked this episode, please give it a review and even share with someone that you think will enjoy it as much as you did. If you're interested in learning more about Taryn or her business that she has with her mother, check her out on Instagram at my underscore wellness pathways or visit mywellnesspathways.com. If you'd like to join my free six-week course on meeting the intuition, you can also sign up using the link in the show show notes. We will cover what intuition is, common blockages to intuition, how to clear them, developing your intuition, and more. Every week you'll have access to a lecture, guided meditation, resources, journaling prompts, and the option to build community. Visit www.empoweredspirituality.online for more information. You can also check out blog posts, resources, more meditations there. 
Follow me on Instagram at empowered.spirituality. And every Sunday, you can join the weekly meditation circle on Meetup. Uh, we use empowered community meditations, journaling prompts to get to know each other and get to know ourselves. And lastly, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash empowered spirituality for more content. Thank you so much for listening and namaste. It can be challenging to find a community of supportive people to share in our spiritual journeys with. We all need support and love no matter where we are on our personal journeys. So I am excited to announce that I have created the space for just that. In the Empowered Spirituality community, you will receive a weekly video lesson, weekly journaling prompts, access to an additional guided meditation every week, monthly group meetings and teachings via Zoom, and access to a loving and supportive online community. Additionally, all members will receive 20% off of all of their coaching sessions. You can follow the link in the show notes for this community offer or visit patreon.com slash empowered spirituality. We have all heard of intuition, but what is it exactly? And how do we access it? Well, in my free six-week course, we will meet our intuition together. We will cover what the intuition is, common blockages to intuition and how to clear them, developing our intuition and more. Every week, you will have access to an informative lecture, an exclusive guided meditation, further resources, and journaling prompts. Additionally, there will be a weekly live gathering to form community and to learn from each other. This course starts May 3rd, 2021. Make sure to sign up now to reserve your spot. Visit empoweredspirituality.online/challenges to sign up or visit the link in the show notes. And I hope to see you there.